0: Every year, millions of men, women and children head out to amusement parks, seasonal fairgrounds and water parks. Whether they are on holiday or just traveling locally, they are all looking for a fun-packed day and it's usually the rides that are the biggest draw. Who is brave enough to go on the ghost train? Who dares to ride the tallest and fastest roller coaster? Most of these parks are crammed full of rides for every age from the highest water slide to the most charming carousel Many want to experience the thrill of riding something extreme, and for some, the higher, faster, and bigger, the better. Young people especially do not really consider how dangerous some of the rides can be. They want to be thrilled, but they also expect to be safe. From passengers simply not knowing or ignoring the rules about height restrictions, lack of proper training or operator error, ride malfunction or poor maintenance and freak accidents, Recent history has lots of tragedies that occurred during what should have been a carefree outing with friends and family. So would you be worried enough to miss your trip to the theme park entirely? While reports say that there is a 1 in 24 million chance of being injured at one of the permanent US theme parks. Even so, there are 30,000 injuries reported every year. Fatalities are much rarer at 1 in 750 million. But from 2009, at least one theme park death has been reported every year. And when things go wrong, the results can be terrifying. Year are five of the most shocking theme park disasters. The Discovery Pendulum Disaster in India. Kankaria Adventure Park is situated next to Kankaria Lake in the western state of Gujarat, India. The lakefront has many public attractions, including a zoo, balloon rides, and a water park, as well as the amusement park. A pendulum swing consists of a large circular gondola. There are 30 to 40 roller coaster-style seats around the outside of this, and riders are strapped in using shoulder restraints while their legs dangle over the edge. The gondola then hangs from an arm attached to a main column It's suspended above the ground from this overhead axis, which swings back and forth while the gondola spins simultaneously. Riders experience moments of weightlessness as they are whipped towards the ground at speeds of nearly 70 miles per hour, while the arms lift them to a height of 147 feet at an angle of 120 degrees. There are several different types of this ride in amusement parks all over the world. It was a busy summer day at the Kankiria Park on July 17th, 2019, and the Discovery pendulum swing was filled to capacity. The pendulum ride had just started to pick up speed when a 20-ton load-bearing cable snapped, causing the pendulum arm to break off. The gondola, which was carrying 30 passengers, who were between the ages of 16 and 26, smashed into the main shaft of the ride before falling to the ground. Two of the riders were instantly killed, with at least 15 others suffering from critical injuries, and dozens more with minor complaints. Sadly, the two men killed were just 24 and 22. Park guests immediately rushed over to the scene and tried to help trapped and bleeding passengers. Some had broken limbs, while others were unconscious and unresponsive. There are many videos of the disaster online, as people were filming their loved ones on the ride at the time and some of these videos are extremely graphic, showing the injured close-up. Police and a forensic team were called to the park to try and find out the reason for the accident. The local deputy commissioner of police said that an inspection would be made to check all aspects of operation and maintenance, as well as questioning the agency responsible for regular independent checks. The managing director of Cancuria Adventure Park insisted that the company took every possible care with the rides and that the discovery pendulum had been checked only one week earlier. Despite his assurances, he was arrested along with another five members of the Superstar Amusement who run the park. All six men were charged with culpable homicide, not amounting to murder, and the investigation continues. Unfortunately, it wasn't the first time that a discovery pendulum swing had snapped and caused the death of a rider. Just a month earlier, on the 29th of June, a 19-year-old girl was killed at the Balvatica Amusement Park in Uzbekistan after the metal arm snapped in half. The water Waterslide in Kansas City. In the summer of 2014, the Schlitterbahn Kansas City Waterpark opened its Guinness World Record-breaking attraction, the water Waterslide. The name means insane or crazy in German, The slide was the world's tallest at the time at a height of 168 feet and was designed by John Schooley and co-owner of the park, Jeff Henry. Being taller than Niagara Falls, the almost vertical slide was very popular with tourists. The slide had two drops. The first vertical drop was 17 stories high leading up to an uphill middle section before the second drop of five stories. Riders were sent shooting off down the slide in three-person rafts Each raft weighed 100 pounds and was carried up to the top of the ride by a conveyor belt. The riders had to walk up 264 steps to reach the top. Riders were weighed before they climbed the steps and then again at the top to make sure that their combined weight was between 400 and 550 pounds. This was supposed to avoid issues of the raft flying off the slide. After initial testing alterations were made because the sandbags used would become airborne, just before they went down the second drop. The angle of the midsection was changed and a five-foot length was added so that the raft would slow down before hitting the hump. A sequence of metal hoops and netting was added to the areas where the sandbags had flown off during the tests. On August 7th, 2016, 10-year-old Caleb Thomas Swab was enjoying a day out at the park with his brother. Caleb went on the water slide with two women For some reason, he was allowed to sit in the front seat of the raft, and the two women sat behind him. It's thought that this uneven weight distribution could have helped to cause the accident. As the raft reached the peak of the uphill section, it lifted off the slide and flew into the metal hoops and netting, hurling Caleb out of his seat, decapitating him and killing him instantly. The two women were also injured. One had a broken jaw, and the other suffered from a fractured facial bone and lacerations. The park was closed for an immediate inspection, and although it reopened three days later, the water slide remained closed. Engineers inspecting the ride said that the netting was a hazard in itself. It was used in areas where the raft reached speeds of up to 70 miles per hour, so a rider could quite easily lose a limb if they hit it. They also condemned the use of the straps used as restraints, supporting the evidence given by previous riders that their velcro safety straps had come loose before the ride had even ended. The engineers concluded that a mechanism known as the upstop should have been used to prevent the rafts from becoming airborne and that rigid over-the-shoulder restraints were needed to secure the riders. In March of 2018, an indictment was issued against the park and the former operations director, Tyler Mills, charged them with involuntary manslaughter aggravated battery, aggravated child endangerment, and interference with law enforcement. The accusations were one of negligence, concealment of design flaws, and covering up injuries that were earlier reported on the ride. Henry and Scully, the designers of the ride, were charged with second-degree murder as well, as well as 17 other counts. In February of 2019, all charges were dismissed due to inadmissible evidence. Caleb's father was the Kansas state representative, Scott Schwab, and as a consequence, the law regarding self-inspection was changed so that all parks in the state of Kansas now have to be inspected independently. The slide was dismantled in 2018 after a long-running court case, and the Schwab family were awarded $20 million in a settlement. The park did not open for the following year, and both the company's reputation was financially and negatively impacted. The King's Crown, Omaha, Nebraska. The Latino community in South Omaha, Nebraska have been celebrating the Cinco de Mayo Festival since the 1920s. In May of 2016, Elizabeth Gilreath, who is also known as Lula, visited the carnival with her family. She went on the King's Crown ride with friends. Riders are seated in one of four carriages, which spin around in one direction, while the whole ride spins around in the opposite direction. In what was termed to be a freak accident, Lulu's long red hair got caught in the machinery of the ride and her family could only stand by and watch in horror as she was spun around, attached by her hair for several minutes before her entire scalp was ripped away from her head, causing a skull fracture and damage to both of her eyes. Lulu was rushed to hospital in a critical condition where she remained in a coma for quite some time. By 2017, Lulu had undergone two head surgeries, three skin grafts, one eye operation, and 28 blood transfusions, but she has made an incredible recovery. In a statement made a year after the incident, she said, My scars don't define me. Nobody's scars should define them. An investigation was conducted by the Nebraska Department of Labor. They announced that no portion of the ride failed or malfunctioned and there was no evidence that the ride operator had failed to carry out sufficient checks or was not paying sufficient attention. What happened to Lulu that day can only be described as a freak accident, which thankfully is very rare. The Superman Tower of Power, Louisville, Kentucky. Situated at what was then the Six Flags, Kentucky Kingdom, The Superman was a standard drop tower ride that was installed at four Six Flag parks around the United States. The ride had multiple 177 foot drop sections with a seated carriage on each side. Each of these sections had its own cable attached. Riders would sit in a roller coaster style seat facing forward with their feet dangling down unsupported. They were secured with over the shoulder restraints and a seatbelt. The carriage would then quickly rise to the top of the tower at 12 miles per hour and be held there for several seconds before being dropped, 184 feet, at a speed of 54 miles per hour. The carriage was stopped with magnetic brakes just 23 feet above the ground. On the 22nd of June, 2007, 13-year-old Caitlin Lassiter had just been on the ride with her two friends and seeing that there was only a small queue, they decided to go on again The girls were placed in section three and this time Caitlin sat on the right outside seat. There were two ride operators looking after the Superman that day and they were both able to see the girls clearly. The first operator checked the girls' restraints and gave clearance to the controller to start the ride. However, before the carriage had reached the top of the tower, the ride jolted and Caitlin heard a whipping noise. Both of the operators heard a loud noise too and saw that the cable for section three had snapped A 130 foot section of this cable was hanging down from the ride. It fell down and hit all of the passengers in section three and became tangled in Caitlin's feet. Instead of cutting all power to the ride instantly, the control operator panicked and called the park's emergency number for advice. After a short conversation, she pressed the emergency stop button, but it was too late as the ride had already dropped and had come to a stop in its usual place. Caitlin was sitting in her seat normally, except that both her feet were now missing. They had been severed by the snagged cable as the ride dropped. The first operator ran away, and no one was able to get off the ride because all power had been cut, making it impossible to unlock the restraints. Emergency services arrived, and Caitlin was rushed to hospital. The cable had shattered her left femur and severed both feet as the ride dropped. Doctors were able to save and reattach Caitlin's right foot although the other had to be amputated below the knee because her left foot was too damaged. A year later, Caitlin was walking again with the help of a prosthetic limb. She had to endure four amputations, including one where the bone had grown through the muscle tissue. She sued the park for negligence and was awarded a confidential out-of-court settlement. An inspection of the ride followed by the Kentucky Department of Agriculture revealed that the cable was worn down to just 10.6 millimeters in some places, which was below the standard required by law. Maintenance had not been greasing the cable either. Instead, they had been using cornstarch to stop the ride from slipping. Regardless of mechanical neglect, the passengers would have avoided any major injuries if the control operator had immediately hit the emergency stop button instead of waiting a whole 10 seconds and allowing the ride to continue its drop. The ride was closed down and new safety measures were put in place at all Six Flags parks. The Superman Tower of Power ride was dismantled before the start of the 2008 summer season. The park was renamed Kentucky Kingdom in 2009 and in 2014, seven years after the accident, a new tower ride was opened at the park named Fearful Walt Disney World Resort, Florida. Matt and Melissa Graves had traveled from Nebraska to take their young children, Ila, age four, and two-year-old Lane Thomas to Disney World in Florida for a family holiday. They were staying at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, which has its own beach area close to the Magic Kingdom. At 9 p.m. on Tuesday the 14th of June, the family were relaxing on the beach known as the Seven Seas Lagoon. The lake is only 15 feet deep, and is used for small boats and fishing. The ferry that transports guests to the Magic Kingdom can also be boarded from the lagoon. On the third night of their vacation, Lane was paddling near to the shore and gathering water to make a sandcastle, when suddenly an alligator came up out of the lagoon and grabbed hold of him. His father, Matt, jumped into the water and tried to pry open the alligator's mouth. Despite his efforts, the creature began to thrash about and it pulled Lane under the water and disappeared. Witnesses said that Lane's mother was frantically running back and forth across the beach as Matt struggled to stop the alligator. Local authorities began an immediate search for the boy using floodlights and sonar equipment, and helicopters used infrared cameras to scan the water. 50 personnel were involved in the operation, including the Florida Wildlife Commission, the Sheriff's Office, and the local fire department. Despite their best efforts, it was 17 hours later when Lane's body was pulled from the lagoon by one of the divers. Whilst the search was going on, wildlife officials caught five alligators in the lake, which they euthanized. They said that this was done regularly as part of a wildlife management system, and although an eight-year-old had been bitten in 1986, there had been no further incidents until Lane's death. Although, there were no swimming signs close to where the incident occurred, there were no signs that warned of any alligators being present in the water. Florida has more than a million alligators in its freshwater lakes, creeks, and swamps, but it's very rare for them to attack humans. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said it was likely that the alligator thought Lane was prey and drowned him before leaving his body at the bottom of the lagoon. The Lane family decided not to sue Disney after the incident, saying that they would rather concentrate on the future health of their family and in 2016, they started the Lane Thomas Foundation in memory of their son. The charity helps to bring awareness to the cause of pediatric organ donation. The foundation supports the parents of children receiving transplants, as well as those who are donating their children's organs. In August of 2017, Disney installed a lighthouse sculpture at Disney World in the hope that it would help to raise awareness for the Lane Thomas Foundation. The gold and blue sculpture was unveiled near the Seven Seas Lagoon Beach where Lane was killed. The Lanes have since welcomed a new baby son into their lives who they named Christian Lane in honor of their son that they lost. Since the incident, warning signs have been put up in the area of Lagoon Beach and a boulder wall has been built to create a barrier around the edge of the water to protect guests from any further attacks. We've put a link for the Lane Thomas Foundation in the description below. So that's it for this video. Our hearts truly go out to all those injured in theme park accidents every year and to the family and friends of those who have lost loved ones. Thanks for watching. And as always, we'll see you in the next video.